0: Okay, here we go now. Welcome to Old Dog New Tech, the podcast that explores edtech ideas, innovations, and integration methods from the experienced old dog side of things. My name is Jeff West, and I've been a K-12 music educator for 27 years, and I am passionate about edtech. I love using it. So let's get started at taking a look at how this can be used in your classroom. Welcome to episode 53. I'm Jeff West. This is Old Dog New Tech. We are talking about ending of the year. I'm starting my um, end of the year jamboree, I guess. I don't know how to put it other than that. Uh, I'm starting to reflect a bit on what I've been doing, what I've been reading about. And this episode goes over all oh, four things that um, if you haven't taught your students to to do... Uh, teach them. Work with them on this, uh, on these skills, and then a lot of the ed tech integration things that you may want to try with, I don't know, on your assignments, however you want to put it. it, might go easier. So without further ado, here's number one. Real simple one. Number one, I think. Get them used to where the online docs or applications are for creating documents, whether it's Google Drive or G Docs or Slides or you're know, using Microsoft or Apple or whatever else, what other types of applications there are. Get them in that direction. Maybe figure out a way to put them on your class website. Maybe to put it if you have a learning management system. Maybe that uh, it works uh, in. Uh, cahoots, so to speak, with your learning management system. But get them there. Get them to that point so that they know how to create the doc. Number two. Whatever application you're using, so many folks I think are using Google, but just about all of them have some way to share or collaborate. So give them a small assignment where they find or they utilize a a online document creator of some sort and then show them how to uh, uh, share work together by either through a link or through an email or uh, some sort of code that they get in you know to the same document together you know, Google Drive, have them create shared folders where they put all their work. And so anytime they share that work, either a single document or they can share the whole folder. Anytime they do that, then whoever they're sharing with can get into the project gets so many thoughts going through my head but you want to make sure that you show them how to share and collaborate and whatever you're using I, I don't care what you're using but um the sharing and collaboration piece that technology offers us uh, as teachers and in, edu- in education is too, too good to pass up so you, your students you need to show them how to do these things um, a lot of my students um I, you know, they're really split. Some know how to do all of this, and some of them are like, oh, I didn't know. Well, you, should, you click, you right-click on the folder in Google Drive, and you can share it. Uh, you know, they, you, know, you get questions like that, or, or some that are silent. When you say, okay, does everybody know how to do this? And when you hear that silence, it probably means they don't. Um, at least with my students, when they do, they're like, yes, we know how to do it. Number three. Folders or sharing, or do you need a folder? I can't read my own notes. It's not sharing. It's folders, or do you even need folders? And you can search if you're in Google Drive, and I think it, uh, OneDrive is the same way. Uh, they all have pretty powerful search engines now that you can get it into them. You can uh, find every, you know, if you put the word weather, let, and say you're looking for something like that, you're going to find not just the documents with it in the title but also with it in the body of the document. And you're almost better to search by date or by owner if, if you're collaborating. It might be easier to find that way. Um, also, many of them have the starring or the flagging or somehow to make the document stand out so that it's a little bit different than Others, if it's one say that you're working on regularly, you might want to star it and then unstar it if you're using Google Drive. That's what I'm most familiar with, but I'm not sure. You know, I have a I have probably 15 folders, and I'm not sure that you really need folders anymore. Um, I've just started creating documents and um, I put them in my shared folder, but. Um, I don't really make a new folder, per se, unless I'm gonna share it. Unless I'm gonna share it. Then I might, um, I may have several folders that I'm using and creating. So, i think that the days of extra folders used to have a bunch of folders on my C drive and my Windows uh, machine, and that's how you found and organized things. Uh, But now, I don't think it's as necessary um again unless you're gonna share no give that some thought but you want to show your students how to create some folders and where the sharing and collaboration piece of creating um folders is at where how do you do that what's the step forward all right and now lastly number four number four is the search and create features You wanna teach them at least a couple of the search and create. For instance, if you open up a slide to document or um, a sheet, I believe you can search to insert like images or um, uh, images or pictures or images or pictures. Yes, images or pictures. Um, In some cases you can do video. Um, You know, some other type of content. I guess kind of depends on which application you're using and talking about. You can do a lot with slides. You can insert a lot of things, Uh, and with sheets, I think you can insert a few things. But probably, uh, of course, I don't have any experience with it. But I don't think you can do as much inserting with uh, different types of media as you can with slides, as in sheets. But most of the time, when you click into do a search whatever, whether you are inputting or uploading. In the right-hand column, um, you'll either get a search bar if you're going onto the computer, or you'll get a nice uh, uh, window right in the center of your computer if you're uh, pulling something from your computer or Chromebook. just depends on what it is that you're doing, but students need to become familiar with this. Now, if you have Chromebooks particularly, though, when you get that uh, upload from computer and you're in the center, there's uh, all types of choices. You can often go to search um, uh, again, depending on what the um, you can search the Internet within that s- uh, center window. So it, it kind of depends on you know what you are doing or what your function is. So, for instance, I'm putting a background in on a slide and I go t- and I click on that. Uh, and go to change the background. You have a choice of colors or an image, and you click on the image, and then you can do a search from there. However, if once you get your background image, say I just want a blue image on my slide, then I want to insert a picture from the web, I click um, up on Insert. It says Image, and there's a drop-down menu again that uh, says either from this computer or from the web with the little magnifying glass for searching. You click on that, and now you get something in the right-hand column. So you get pictures. The difference, I I think, the primary difference is that when you're searching to put those images in, Google has now gone to uh, making sure that those are uh, labeled for reuse. I don't know, I think the background images are the same as well, but um, I know for sure that those, when you're doing images in the right-hand column, you're going to get uh, labeled for reuse. So we're doing the whole digital citizen piece. So, um, you know, that teaching students how those different tools work, um, I think then will free you up to, you know, maybe do a little more PBL, the project-based learning, or to at least do an assessment as learning instead of an assessment of learning. So as they're doing a project and you're assessing their understanding and what they find, you know, they're also learning but you're also seeing what they, you know, you're assessing their skills. But they continue, you continue that learning process. Because so many things in m- many subjects, you can, you can focus in and just try to assess one particular area. But I think there's probably other avenues for that, if that's the case, if that's what you need to do. But if you're trying to say um, explore with your students into higher order thinking skills, where they're synthesizing and evaluating and you know, putting everything together, then you probably want a little more of a, um, a complex assessment. And, but it's things that get in your way or if your students don't have those digital skills. And so that can be a tough one. So hopefully these four things that I just pointed out to you uh, will create uh, opportunity for tech integration in the classroom because I think this is one of the areas that can be frustrating as a teacher is when you come in and you've done all this research on this great technology tool and you put it out there and you're rolling and your kids are, excuse me, how do I share the document? What, share? I, I clicked the blue button, but it, uh, but it still says request access, you know, answering those types of questions. Um. Right now, as you're closing out the year, you're ending one thing, but you can start the next year within the next couple of months. You don't have to do it every day. Do it 15 minutes. Do it once a week. Um, create a video and say, well, watch this video and then use Edpuzzle and put some questions in. Um, you know, I'm not saying it has to be a major league, big project presentation type of thing, but... Um, we're just closing gaps here because probably some of your students or most, I hope, of your students are pretty familiar with these skills. Excuse me. But sometimes you have the two or three that hold up and kind of get in your mojo, kind of get in your way a little bit, slow you down. Um, And that can be distracting and make it seem like technology is not as hot as you think it is. Alright, so episode 53, four things that, since we're coming to the end of the year, end of the year maybe you can see what your students know or don't know. How are they doing? If they've got these things, great. Then you're probably already up and running. But if they don't all understand this, and I know my students don't, not all of them understand it at the same level. These four things are going to save you a bunch of time. And I think kind of puts you into the next uh, level of things that you could explore um, as tools and enhancing your know, learning and deepening learning, utilizing technology. Again, this is a tool, technology. Don't try to use it all the time, but I think we're going to get closer and closer to using it more often as we close our learning gaps. All right, next is the tech treat. Thank mm-hmm. you. tech Treat time this week in the tech treat i am bringing out an oldie but a goodie but it cuz it really saved my bacon the other day i was i was looking for something uh new i had been online with a with a particular site and i was and i couldn't find it and uh, lucky for me i had taken one tab the extension called one tab that in your browsing session when you get done you click the little one tab button, and it closes all of your um, tabs and puts them in a nice list. Well, I had clicked it because I was changing searches and changing subjects, and I didn't want to have certain tabs open with with a a new group of tabs uh, that I was researching, and I could not find uh, this tab, and I had closed it with a, a wrong group. But one of the great things about OneTab is when you open that up and you look at where your tabs are, your list, you can actually click and drag it and create other groups, which then you can also export and share with other people. So what you do is you go to the uh, App Store and you're gonna, um, uh, well, I say App Store. I think it's more like the Google Google Web Store. And you're gonna look for uh, your extensions. You're gonna put one, O-N-E, tab tab in there and you're gonna want to put it um, connect it to your browser then once you have your six or seven or two or three uh, tabs open and you're ready to close out you're gonna hit the one tab you're gonna hit the one tab uh, extension and you are going to see that create its own tab to the left. Now I have start where I left off on Chrome browser. So when every time I close out a Chrome browser and then I open it back up, the one tab comes up and I can see each of the uh, uh, tabs that had opened from the browsing session before. Then you you know click around in that one tab, look in the upper right hand corner, I think it says export, You know it gives it a lot of choices. One tab, that's the direction you wanna go Uh, for your browsing organization and starting over. There are several extensions, but this one has saved my bacon several times because when I click one, I automatically just clip one one tab when I'm done uh, browsing. And whether or not I grouped my tabs together or not in the correct way, they're all there. And then I don't have to go looking down through the history and so forth so on. Check it out, one tab. This is the end of episode 53, Old Dog, New Tech, Jeff West. I hope you will drop me a line at olddognewtech10, Tech 10 at gmail.com. Give me a review on the iTunes, um, on the internets, on the iTunes. Uh, I appreciate any feedback you give me. Uh, And have a good week. old dog new tech with jeff west you can reach me at old dog new tech 10 at gmail.com that's old dog new tech 10 at gmail.com send me an email or leave me a review on itunes and remember when integrating tech into your classroom don't try to be perfect just be patient